hopefully you tuned into last week's podcast episode where we had talked all about things that are in downtown Knoxville already, but that maybe we could use a little bit more of. And that was, I guess, uh, more of the positive episode out of this two-part series, because today we're going to talk about sort of the opposite. Today's conversation is going to be all about things we have too many of in downtown Knoxville. So again, just like last week, these are things that exist downtown, but rather than wanting more, maybe we could use a little bit less. And to join me in this conversation today, we have Brianna Pachorka. Hi, nice to be back on. Welcome to the show. Visual journalist at Knox News and of course the producer of the podcast. And I'm Ryan Willis, downtown growth and development reporter at Knox News. And this is The Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville. Brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit KnoxNews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. So to start things out, I'm going to talk about perhaps a controversial one. Um, And this is not something that I necessarily think, but I've gotten a few emails recently about Scott West and the West family on Market Square. And those emails being about, you know, are, are there too many West family businesses on Market Square and in downtown Knoxville? Because if you look at their businesses, you step inside the smells, the sights, it's very clear that you are in a West bar whenever you walk through those doors, from the decorations to just the overall atmosphere and vibe and the the staff. I mean, you'll see the same staff members at multiple bars. And having such a large portion of Market Square, I could see where people are coming from and saying that, hey, you know, there's all this real estate that one family is taking up with. I guess you could argue similar concepts, especially if you go Preservation Pub compared to Scruffy City Hall. And, you know, people wanting to see maybe a little bit more variety on Market Square. Um, you know, essentially a quarter of Market Square, it seems like, is owned and operated by the West family. You know, if you walk from the Market Square stage, the first few businesses on your left are going to be all West family businesses from Tommy Trent's to Scruffy City Hall to Preservation Pub. What am I missing? Earth to Old City and uh, Allison Appalachia. And so a little bit more of a variety on Market Square. I can see where people are coming from. And I think you could probably even extend that take to just downtown in general. There seems to be just a few certain individuals that or groups that run own businesses downtown. And I appreciate what these people do for downtown, but it would be nice to see some new blood, new ideas. I, I, I mean, again, going back to Scott West, uh, again, thankful for what he's done for Market Square downtown, but like everything's kind of the same. And if you look at some of the other things downtown that are owned by the same groups, they're all very similar concepts and they're great. They're fine. But I, I wish there was a little bit more new blood, new ideas downtown kind of freshen it up a little bit yeah no i i can totally see that and i actually wrote a story about this back in 2021 i'm referring to these people as uh quote portfolio players and uh this story looked at you know sort of why there are so many of the same people doing multiple concepts in downtown and part of that has to do with just the 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 risk and the fine specifically the financial risk that it takes to open up a business in downtown and so if you've proven yourself one time and you've got the support of downtown and you got the resources and the money to open up a second business and take that risk 
yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I, I, that, that makes it a lot easier than somebody who just has a startup idea, you know, risking their, you know, their life savings on opening up something in downtown. You know, I talked to a professor at UT who said, you know, those who make the first move gain valuable experience. And once you open a business once, you can capitalize on that information as many times as you want, whether that's going through the permitting process, the zoning process. I mean, downtown is unique and, you know, and has its own challenges when opening up a business. And so in a way, it's kind of natural to see what happens uh, or what has happened happened in Knoxville and in other cities. But I agree with you as a, as a consumer, right? It is It can be frustrating to see sort of the same not the same concepts repeated, but the same person repeating, you know, some of their strategies to open up new concepts, right? And you can sort of see the similarities between all those businesses. So totally agree with that. So not to keep picking on Market Square, but I guess another thing that I think we have kind of too much of downtown are Southern American style restaurants in Market Square. I mean, think about this down in Market Square. You have Stock and Barrel, which is, you know, burgers and everything. You have Tupelo Honey, which is very Southern style food. You have Cafe Four, that's also very Southern. You also have uh, Myrtle's Chicken and Beer, which is very Southern. Like, Ruby Sunshine, Deep South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, how many how many of those restaurants do we need downtown? Let's, let's be real. Like, it's all basically the same. You could literally get very similar meals at every single restaurant. I wish there was more variety. I, I think we need more than just Southern basic food. Something more than a burger. Something more than fried chicken. And something, biscuits. Yeah. yeah. There's biscuits. You know? I feel like you, any, about any restaurant you go downtown, you probably get some biscuits before yes. before you... Uh... And I mean, you can even extend that, not just Market Square. I mean, let's think about it. Like Gay Street, you have Chivo and Babalu, literally within like what a block, maybe two blocks of each other. And uh, CJ's Tacos. If you're just talking yeah. like Mexican food, I yeah. mean, those are all right there. Right there. And like you also have, you know, uh, downtown Grill and Brewery. You used, used to have Black Horse right there. Like right. that's very similar. I mean, you go to Old City, you have Southern Grit, which is another Southern restaurant. Like great restaurants i'm not hating on them but it's just so much of the same thing yeah i actually was going to say something um similar i wasn't necessarily going to focus in on the southern side of it but that is totally true i was going to just say some more uh what's the word i want to use some more adventurous dishes on menus so it's not even it's not even that it's the southern it's just that everything is just with the exception of a few restaurants who are really pushing the limits are kind of the same basic you know safe bet sort of dishes and i this sort of came to my attention recently because in my most recent mailbag um, one of the questions i was asked is what is the most expensive menu item in downtown knoxville and the answer was a 32 ounce wagyu tomahawk ribeye um, and then I went down the list and then here's, I just, you know, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 things on this list. And they are the most expensive menu item over $40 on um, restaurant menus. And we have, let's see, one ribeye. Uh, we have some caviar, caviar, ribeye, ribeye, appetizer, appetizer, strip steak, black Angus filet, grilled ribeye, ribeye. I mean, it just seemed like there's a lot of just steaks and burgers and, and, you know, the safe bet of what you would think a person from East Tennessee might want to eat. And we're not just people from East Tennessee anymore. And I think, you know, um, you know, I, there's smart restaurateurs in, in downtown who are keeping up with the trends. But as the trend continues to be, hopefully drawing more young professionals, more people to stick around who are from, you know, students at UT who are from all over the country who want to make Knoxville their home. It's not just people from East Tennessee anymore living in Knoxville. And so maybe the food could reflect that a little bit more. 
And again, I get it. Like that works. Obviously it works, but there is room for something different, something it doesn't even have to be elevated. I mean, look at Pochki. Like, that's something completely different than what you see anywhere downtown. And it's good food, and it's thriving. You know, people really like and enjoy that. And so I think there's room for something that's not as basic and boring as your typical Southern and American-type foods. To oh. continue on, on, like you know, hating on how boring, you know, everything is downtown. I swear I'm not that, like, pretentious or anything. But, man, our bars and breweries are just kind of all the same. I mean, think about it. If you think about any of the breweries downtown, concrete floors, like, very – the style is the same. There's nothing that really makes them stand out too much from each other the same with the bars there's really not much that makes them stand out from anything else and it's kind of like the same thing you said with, with where we were talking about with the food it's like let's let's design a place that we think people who like to drink beer would like to hang out in or let's design a place that we think you know people from east tennessee would like to eat in it's like the stereotypical concrete floor like you know industrial whatever you know beer place yeah and you know that's great but it's kind of boring you know I, thinking about you know this past weekend like what to do and it's like well we can go sit at this brewery have a beer on this patio and then go to this bar and have a drink on this patio and like the experiences aren't anything different from each other like there's nothing you know it's just kind of boring at this point and I feel like we've kind of got to the point in Knoxville where we can do so much more like we could have themed bars like I feel like that's part of why Turn Club is very successful or Brother Wolf is that like the themes there are just so different from anything else that we have in Knoxville it's so much more interesting you feel like you're not in Knoxville or even if you look at Sutri's like Sutri's has like the whole arcade thing so it's like you can have a beer and play some pinball or foosball like there's something to do and I just think we're at the point where somebody can come in, open the brewery, and add something to that, and it would do so well because then you have things to do while you're drinking, and it would be so much more of a destination than just like any run-of-the-mill brewery here. Right. You know. I uh, yeah, I agree. And the best example of a bar that's actually done this in Knoxville, it's not downtown where it, it would really thrive. And I get why it's where it's at, but I'm talking about Saloon 16. It's over there at the Graduate Hotel. It's a hotel bar, but you talk about like theming, incorporating local culture, being outside the box. I mean, it looks like you're in a saloon and unfortunately it's at a hotel uh, on the strip and I feel like hotel guests might go in there. I've been in there twice and it's been kind of dead inside. doesn't really feel like a place students would go, which is where, you know, your population that you're right in the middle of, you know, students all around you in that location. would love to see something like that downtown. But yeah, it's, it's just more of the same, it seems like. And we are entering a new chapter. And to, to be fair, I mean, we have seen um, in the past couple of years, you know, some people try to take that on, whether it be with, you know, I, I think a lot of times when you hear stories about this from developers who have been around a while that, you know, developing a restaurant or developing a space in downtown meant just, you know, one tenant leaves and you just go in and put up some new things on the wall. And just because there wasn't, you know, downtown wasn't the hopping place that it is today. You just sort of recreate the space that was already there. We've seen people who have interesting ideas in recent years actually redevelop entire buildings, whether it's, you know, uh, the Clanaris family with Vita and the vault. I mean, that was, you know, they could have just 
filled a space anywhere, but they actually took time to invest in the building itself, the actual places that these buildings are, that these businesses are being in. You know, you see them doing that again with what they're planning over in the old city right across from Kefi, which they also redeveloped. But uh, yeah, it doesn't just have to be, um, like you said, sort of the, the safe bet anymore. I feel like it's time to take some risk. And I think it's you have to rely on, the problem is, is the people who have the money to take the risk are the people who, you know, have already done sort of already have their formula for what works downtown. And so that's why you kind of get a little bit of creative, you know, creative block, I guess, because you have a proven formula and you have the resources. So let's do it again. And I think people get caught up in that uh, too much. And then you start to see what's happening happen. But again, it doesn't even have to be like a themed bar or anything. You know, I I was at Southside Garage recently on a Tuesday, which is usually their trivia night. And, you know, they just recently put in bocce ball courts And I think there were more people like playing bocce ball than there were people doing trivia. And I think that just kind of shows like people want to do more than just drink at a brewery or play trivia or singo or listen to local live music. Like they want to like do something. So, you know, have somebody put in like shuffleboards or do like a bigger arcade or I I know you keep bringing up, you know, like rooftop putt-putt or something like I mean, like, look at Pigeon Forge with all their putt-putt. Like, they have, like, indoor stuff. Take that, class it up at a bar. Like, I feel like something like that would do so well in Knoxville. Like, people want to do more than just drink and sit at a table and talk. Like, people want to do stuff. And I just think something like that, you know, we just – it's just too much sitting around drinking. And that gets yeah. kind of old. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm realizing this this podcast is sort of the same as last week's. We, you know, on last week's episode, we would say we need more, you know, interesting bars with activities. But I guess that what we have too many of are, are plain bars with not much else going on. Boring. Yes, I'm gonna say something, and I don't want to open up this right now for a big discussion because this could be an entire episode and a very serious conversation. One homeless person is too many homeless people. Um, and I've heard, and the reason I even bring this up is I've just heard it a lot lately. Um, people talking about the issues of homelessness downtown. And this is not to say, oh, we have too many homeless. It's inconvenient to me as a consumer. I'm talking about actually finding a way to address the problem. And it came up to me recently because I went to a Chris Rock show. And that was the first thing Chris Rock said when he came out on stage. I recently went to the um, David Byrne talk during Big Years, also at the Tennessee Theater. And the concept of homelessness was brought up a lot, uh, especially with a a person there speaking with David Byrne from Nashville who talked about Nashville and regional homelessness and and some of the issues that people are trying to address right now. And so, yeah, I I think everybody would agree that, again, like I said, one homeless person in downtown Knoxville is too many homeless people. And consumer inconvenience aside, because I know there are people out there who view it that way, just the fact that there's people out in the streets is is, is something that um, I hear a lot of people talk about from a variety of different perspectives. Um, and you know, hopefully, uh, and we have a lot of good content over on knoxnews.com from our reporters, Liz Keller. And I think, um, we have some other stories in the works that are looking at possible solutions for how to fix this. Um, and you know, it's one of the biggest problems in the country and there's no clear solution. That's why it's still a problem. But, you know, I think if we're talking about what's, there's too much of in downtown Knoxville, I couldn't do this podcast without mentioning that, um, because it's obviously an issue. All right. What's the, uh, what else do you have, Brianna? Do you have anything? Okay. So this one... I understand why it's happening, but all the hotels that are being built recently, I understand why this is a thing. But as a Knoxville resident, 
it's kind of disappointing to, you know, see these holes on Gay Street and other places in town. And, you know, seeing that somebody bought those properties and they're going to develop it. And then you open up a new story about it and they have plans for a hotel. You know, it's just very disappointing to know that, you know, we're developing stuff, but it's not for us residents. It's for the people who don't live here who are visiting. And I kind of wish, I mean, I, I, again, I understand, but like, I, it's just a lot of, you know, hotel developments and it's just really disappointing, (laughs) you know, I can see where you come from. I'm, you know, I'm working on a story right now about, you know, what, what kind of hotels Knoxville might need more of, whether we're at the point in the market where, you know, we, we've, we've reached our, our limit of what we need to sustain sort of the types of events and stuff that we're bringing here. But yeah. And, and it's not only that the, it's the hotel developments. I mean, it's um, like you said, they're empty lots in Knoxville. Um, a couple properties have been bought up by ho- hotel developers, even though we don't have all the plans for what they're um, planning to do with that property are parking lots. Um, and you have parking as an issue people talk about in downtown Knoxville. My, my view on that is actually there's too much free parking. I would say that, and we can get into that in a second. But yeah, I mean the hotel developments are exciting, but like you said, they are not for us. Although, you know, Maker Exchange tried to make it for locals. I mean, you you talk about you can go over there and have some coffee, play some games, but eat at a restaurant. Do people do that. I don't. I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking about myself. Like, who wants to hang out at a hotel? Yeah, even if it exactly. is for you. Like, you, you know, know, like I, I love Copita, but like now that it's in the embassy, I'm kind of like. Do I really want to spend my dinner money at a hotel or restaurant? You know, right. like I'm not visiting K-Brew and the embassy. I'm not going to the rooftop bar at the Hyatt. You know, I'm not hotel bars and restaurants. I don't want to call it a stigma, but like it's just kind of weird to go hang out at a hotel, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I understand again why hotels are, you know, being built and everything, but I just wish there was more development for us residents to enjoy. Yeah. I will spend my lunch money at uh, Embassy Suites. I think CJ's Tacos is a good cuz you're in and out of there. You can you could you can, you know, look at the, you know, spend your 5 minutes in the hotel making your order and get on on your way. But yeah, sitting down for a meal at Copita. And again, but I mean they have a built-in clientele because they are the restaurant for the hotel, so you know, it makes probably a smart business decision for them. I'm going to just jump into what I said about parking and honestly I don't know if any professionals out there who are parking experts would they might think I'm crazy I have no basis to back up this claim other than it's just what I think so I'm just going to say it too much free parking in downtown Knoxville specific to locations I just feel like you know you have the two most popular parking garages what do you think they are Market, I would say Market Square Garage, right? Sure. And maybe it, Locust Street? I was going to say... Or State Street. I was going to say State Street. You know, I like the idea of maybe Locust Street being a free garage. Maybe you extend Market Square a little bit later when you have to pay until like 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. Because the problem is, I find, is that... Or on weekends when there's things going on. It's just because I feel like everybody flocks to the same garages and that's why people think there's no parking. If you sort of... Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago too on the podcast where we talked about um, transportation in downtown Knoxville. And if you want to make a city uh, more walkable and, and bike convenient, sometimes that means making it more inconvenient to drive. If you want to make you know parking more convenient in certain areas of downtown Knoxville, sometimes that means making it inconvenient to park elsewhere. And so, you know, I feel like everybody flocks to Market Square and State Street Garage. You know, if you did a little bit more education, inform people, okay, you know, maybe you raise the prices at Market Square and State Street to sort of spread parking out a little bit more around downtown. Because, you know, sometimes I want to go to Market Square 
and there's probably people parked in there that are going you know, it's the only place they know they're probably going somewhere else and it just feels like there's so many garages in downtown knoxville that are more convenient but people don't know about them so maybe make it inconvenient for them to park at ones that you know are just going to clog up for the people who actually need them my two cents don't know maybe you know the free parking thing is something that i understand the city uh has attributed in the past to the success of downtown because you know having free parking allows people to have you know fewer barriers to actually get downtown and support businesses but maybe there's some middle ground there i don't know especially with with the baseball stadium coming and no parking plan for that I think you have to be really smart about which lots are free which ones are not free and where are they located and how many street parkings i mean there's gonna be a lot of conversations around parking here for the next couple years until this stadium gets open and maybe prepare for it now just my thoughts i mean parking is still so cheap downtown i mean one day seven dollars max if you're in a city garage that's insane for a city seven dollars a day and then it's free on weekends like the city could start charging on saturdays and like it would still be a deal seven dollars for parking right. you know max which is i mean that's just unheard of let's be real yeah so yeah i mean yeah it's seven dollars max at market square maybe you you know it's free over at uh locust street if there's an event going on at market square but if you want that prime parking you have to pay for it and that can encourage you know cars to spread out a little bit more because not everybody will be going for the free option some people will. Some people will want to pay so they because they're familiar with that lot and it's close to what they're trying to do. So I think it's a little bit more thought can go into that. But again, I'm no parking expert, yeah. just a podcast host and a reporter yeah. and uh, share my two cents. But I think yeah. there's something there. Definitely. I mean, they already charge extra for certain lots on like game days and everything. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've been. Yeah. I think we have are are moving that way. You know, so parking is not the sexiest topic, but I tell you what, it's came up twice in two weeks. You know, we talked last week about the flasher parking. How could there be more, you know, convenience added with that? You know, you make some things convenient, make some things less convenient. It evens out. People are happy. Um, you can't make everybody happy, but I, you know, I don't want to pay for to park, but I would be willing to buy into this system um, if it means making it easier to park. So that's just me. And speaking of free, Scruffy stuff is free every week. We're here on Tuesdays now, not Mondays. But if you want to learn a little bit more about what's happening downtown um, and want to support journalism even further, uh, while we do appreciate your support here on the podcast, head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest deals. Uh, those might not be free, but they are as close as you could get to free. I'm looking at it right now. Our offer is $1 for the first six months of unlimited digital access. So that's not just downtown Knoxville. It's Knoxville, Knox County, government politics education business growth and development ton of photos yes. yes and sports obviously is huge so take advantage of that and also while you're on that podcast platform take advantage of hitting that like or subscribe button so that way you get an episode notification every time it drops and if you'd like to keep up with my work in the meantime you can give me a follow on instagram at knox scruff and check out the links in the description for both the urban knoxville facebook group which is a private facebook group just need to answer a few questions though and we'll get you in there added uh, get you part of the downtown discussion and then there's a link to the urban knoxville newsletter which comes out every friday and keeps you up to date even more than we do here on the scruffy stuff about what's happening around downtown and final thing uh, after you hit that like or subscribe button go ahead and leave a review a five-star one if you would tell us what you like about the show what you'd like us to talk about next um, and it just might make it into an episode so again i feel the need to still remind everyone that we are no longer the scruffy stuff every monday we are every tuesday now and uh we're excited to have you back again next week thanks for listening